It's the hot damn go frank yourself show. If you don't like comedy, feeling good, being positive and staying motivated, you about to hate this shit. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and let's have a good time. Oh. Yo, today's episode is very special. This one's with my boy Ash Kumra. Uh, he's in Forbes list. He was a radio personality for many years. Uh, speaker. He's done a lot of incredible things, uh, but he doesn't flex that shit. He's just a cool dude who's constantly learning, just like a lot of us are. So I'm very happy to bring this one to you. Please enjoy Ash Kumra. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Frank Yourself show. Man, this has been a long journey now. It's uh, episode 15. That's a lot. Um, I'm very excited as always, man. I'm feeling real grateful today. Uh, as I was talking with my boy who I got here, my boy Ash Kumra today. What's popping, man? What's How up, are man? you? I love the gratitude train, man. We could ride it all day. Like yeah. Movie. Yeah, man. It's, uh, that's been the mood today. Uh, you know, as we were talking about before we uh, started recording and, uh, I want to just, you know, my whole thing here is showcase my friends and, you know, kick it with them and just talk and, you know, see what type of lessons we've learned, shit we can share with people, you know, experiences and, you know, the funny shit, the deep shit, all of it, you know, just, uh, let it flow. Um, but yeah, let's, let's start with, uh, getting to know Ash. So what was, uh, what was like, uh, uh, hometown and childhood stuff like well like you man from the yay area yeah hell yeah, yeah. he's got warriors his warrior shit on city. again yeah. I, I did ash's pod and he had warriors yeah. on and i was like fuck yeah he's got it again. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah uh grew up in the bay area uh east bay nice uh, a combination of uh conquered Walnut creek and now i got family in danville Dope. But you know how the Bay is, you go everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like right. I'm from those areas. I just say like, I'm from the Bay. Like, yeah. I spent so much time in, like, you know, Oakland, or I went to, I mean, Fremont, um, Milpitas, yeah. San Jose, right. I mean, all those places. <laughs> By the way, it's crazy how, like, nice things in the Bay are getting. Yeah. Like, you ever walked around downtown San Jose now? Yeah. Oh, my god, It's wild. It's Or Oakland. We're talking offline about how, like, they're... You know, you go to Jack London Square now, it's like bougie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, wild. It's wild, right? <laughs> I mean, Barry is like, I don't know. And then um, I think the I think it's cool to have all these good sports teams now there. Right. You know? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a, like, a, I did that that doc about, um, you know, gentrification and the, or, you know, the, the history of the Bay and all that stuff. And, um, you know, my take on that is like, Personally, I think obviously it's unfortunate for like businesses that have been there for a dumbass long and they got to get kicked out, you know. Um, but as far as opportunities go, I, I look at that part and I'm like, well, if you are somebody who's in trouble like that, you know, I, I feel like there's enough information out there to utilize and be like, well, how can we spin this? How can we remix our strategy here and figure out, you know, how to get let's say the the new techies from out of town the yeah. dorks with the backpacks yeah, how do i get yeah, yeah. them in my business and get you know the original people who were here with the culture you know and get both of them to get along and you know be able to to stay here and expand my business you know um so i i look at it that way and you know i I don't dismiss, you know, people that did get kicked out. Like even my parents got kicked out of San Jose, but you know, they found another place. They adapted and they're happy now, you know? Um, and they moved to, they were in, uh, they were downtown San Jose. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then they had to move. Luckily they found somewhere that wasn't too far away. Good. Thank God. Um, but you know, I, I think, um, I think it's good in a lot of ways. It does suck in many ways as well, but I think there's more good to it than bad. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, it, there is all this money. It does get expensive, but at the same time, that money means you have access to it in some way, yeah. you know? Well, there's a higher quality and I'm sorry what happened to your parents. But yeah, no worries. Um, man. What I meant is like the San Jose library, downtown San Jose library. Yeah. Okay, I was there last December um, visiting someone and it was like, all this expansion work. It was, I think it was affiliated with San Jose state. It's this huge library that yeah. was obviously part of that. And so imagine people who didn't have access to certain books or right. media, certain things like that. Yeah. Someone who wants to do STEM like technology or arts, they mm -hmm. now have this free resource because of 
what you said because of more money and opportunities that are being created. Right. Um, one thing I'll say about the Bay area though, is it's funny. Like I hear about, you know, America being the American dream and America is the most diverse place. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it isn't. Um, but I will say, and this is a kind of a controversial statement is I think the Bay area is the, one of the best versions of the American dream. Right. Like I grew up and I saw almost every culture being embraced. Right. And the only other places I really see it is maybe New York. Yeah. But besides New York, I'm talking about just in the US. Right. Like where do you have so many cultures? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where you know the cultural food. Like everyone right. knows where the good Mexican foods at. Everyone yeah. knows where the good Indian foods at. Everyone knows where the good yeah. Chinese food at. Everyone knows where the good, like even Thai food, Thai food. Vietnamese, I mean, yeah. Vietnamese. It's just like Bay Area. It's like, <laughs> you don't see that race specific type of thinking. You're like, yeah. oh, we're all, whether it's Bay Area or American or we all live in Cali, but Bay yeah. Area has that. And I, I lived in the Bay and then I went to school out here in um, SoCal, uh, mm-hmm. Orange County, specifically UC Irvine. Yeah. And, and Orange County in LA, one thing I noticed is there is diversity, obviously. Right. But it is, it was very, uh, I noticed that it was in these pockets, mm-hmm. different types of people. And then Bay Area was like, it was more infused. And I think Bay Area, because it's a smaller ge- geography specific. Yeah. But growing up in the Bay Area, you want to talk about gratitude has made me just so adaptable with who I meet now. Right. I think the upbringing in the Bay Area is, uh, was a blessing. Oh, for sure, man. I agree a hundred percent. It's like when you go to, you know, somewhere outside of, you know, metro areas or city life, it's like, you know, like you said, it's hard to find like good Indian food or good yeah. Mexican food. It's always just like, Oh, there's one spot and it's just like shitty as hell. And you're like, Oh, you guys don't have one good Vietnamese spot. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, and, and that's like you said, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, you take for granted when you're on the road and you realize like, Oh, back home, like you said, yeah, it, there's so much flavor and diversity and culture out here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible really to, to be from here, like even the chances of just being alive and then to be in America where we're yeah. not starving to death and then be in California in the Bay is like, what the fuck? It's crazy. I know. I know. Uh, you know, I love that you keep talking about gratitude. Uh, I'm going to share something that I heard the other week from uh, this spiritual uh, teacher who I sometimes listen to. Mm-hmm. And he had said something like this. He had said, Everyone in our life should, you should either you're likely, you're either likely two types of personalities. One is you're either grateful Mm -hmm. or you feel entitled. Right. Because, and, and, and obviously one could say, okay, Ash, this guy, is he referring, what about the people who have gone through stuff? But if you look at those experiences as, hey, I grew up and I learned from this experience I can, can be a better person. Right. Like I will be a better dad if I grew up in a situation where someone might not have treated me well. It's like, you know what? I'm grateful because it taught me down the road what not to do when I have kids. Or right. I got, you know, you talk about those born agains. Like, hey, I, I went to jail or I went something happened. But now I'm in a spot where I'm helping the next generations. They don't falter and I'm found my purpose. And it's yeah. not that I wanted to go to jail. It's just that. But if I can look at it as like, well, it did get me to where I am right now. Yeah. Or that love who didn't work out. Well, I'm now with the better person. Yeah. They're the better person. And so it all works out. That's what the state of gratitude. And I feel that um, as I get older and as I, one thing I learned from the Bay of the American dream is that you got to be grateful for life every day. You got to look at everything as a lesson or a blessing, not a failure. Right. Amen, man. That shit is, is hella true. That perspective is everything, you know? Cause like, I know people like that, that you're talking about, you know, like my, uh, you know, like my brother, you know, he, he went to prison and cause he was just hanging around the road. He's always been a great guy. Yeah, He did have a temper, you know, but 
as far as just like being a selfless person, he's the one who would take his shirt off his back to fucking wipe that shit off the floor that you spilled. You know, like he's just been a nice guy. Nice. He's always been considerate, but you know, just kicking it with the wrong people who are making the wrong decisions, you know, got him in a bad place. But you know, he's he's in a place now where he's just surrounded by love and good people, good. and he's you know evolved from that world and got out of those type of relationships and now the the friends that are left is some of them you know used to be fucking around a lot and now they're just family men and they're just great guys and now he's he's got that in his life and now i just can't wait you know to see what happens next because now he's in a whole new clear mind state to be able to do whatever he wants you know and he's not distracted by temptations of fast money and dumb shit you know yeah. so if he has looks he, at has he started up and has he developed no. that self-awareness because that's the other thing yeah it takes time for that yeah. it takes a lot of time yeah and it, it's definitely there now and i think that he is you know in like his his gratitude is there now. You know, he's got a good woman and that's going to help exponentially. You know, having somebody who's yeah. around you the majority of the time who influences you to do great things is obviously, you know, going to help you rather than uh, just a shitty homie who doesn't really, you know, contribute nothing yeah. to you because, you know, his friends were funny, you know, they were athletic, but it's like they weren't giving anything. They were just taking, taking yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, it's funny. Uh, I had that same conversation with someone, by the way, what is that? That's cool. Um, what the, uh, no, this, this, oh, this little tiki dude. Oh yeah. I talked about this with the guest. Um, I got this in Hawaii, of course, little tiki guy, um, that I have in my, uh, set up right here like that he's Star talking Wars about. Yeah. It's a trippy little, you know, those little tiki dudes, they have a million different designs. I got, yeah, got sick. it from Hawaii, a little something to take home, but yeah, it's real cool. It looks like it's handcrafted or something. I don't know. <laughs> it could just be a five cent thing made in China <laughs> that they sold for 10 to, you know, um, but yeah. One thing. Uh, so when I was saying that same conversation to someone about like, okay, this whole gratitude or, or, or feeling, um, entitled, Someone said, well, how do you develop that state of gratitude mm -hmm. if you don't know where to start? And, and, and I said, it's how you look at things, which I call perspective. Mm -hmm. So one thing I've realized, um, and, and when I say all this, I'm just a student of life. Right. Like I, I am not, I, I literally shared what I learned from someone yeah. who's literally a spiritual teacher. And there's other teachers that I, I have, I always try to learn from, but nice. or mentors, but one thing that I feel and I learned from him and others is that when you can look at perspective. If you can see something as like, okay, did I, where, what are all the things I can, where are the things that are happening? Like, am I in control of the situation or is the situation something which I can't control? That's perspective. Yeah. Am I in that person's shoes? Do I know what it's like to be in that person's shoes before judging them? Do mm -hmm. I know what they're going through? That's perspective. Yeah. Um, am I, you know, um, Am I in a situation where, look, if I'm faltering, is everyone else faltering because it's out of our hands? That's perspective. I bring this up because instead of just jumping the gun and assuming, just put say perspective. Like, well, what what is the good I can get from this? Mm -hmm. What are the things that are happening? And you think like that, it's easier than to find a gratitude situation. Yeah. Because we as humans have these emotions where we can think choose to think of something as negative or think of something as positive. And right. I'm not saying positive, like, Oh, life is great. I just got a car ticket. No, yeah. <laughs> here's the perspective. It's like, well, did I actually speed or did I little, did I, did I, I don't know, take a substance that affected my driving, yeah. whatever it is, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. perspective. Or did I truly just get knocked by a cop because I was profiled or the cop was just looking to fill a ticket. I don't know. But yeah. unless you do that, deep dive. Yeah. And then let's say you did find out that you are the reason why you got that ticket. Like you truly did something wrong. Like you did speed, you did go over a stop sign. It's like, well, I now know I can be a better driver next time. Yeah. Perspective. I right. can be grateful for this. Yeah. Still pay a ticket sucks, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and I don't know my whole, what I'm at right now is like, I'm trying to just keep doing that perspective card because yeah. I feel that, uh, I don't know, as a content creator like yourself, um, we got to keep ourselves in check with perspective. Right. 
I don't know. I know you said you like talk about deep stuff and I'm throwing in the beginning, but I was like, no, ah, no, whatever. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's true, man. Cause all that shit accumulates and that builds your character over time. Yeah. And all those little things build your entire personality. So if you choose to do that every time or most as much as you can, that's going to help you long term. And yeah. that's, you know, that's so key. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take a quick turn. I wanted to know like what, uh, what was childhood like with Ash? Man, it's funny. I was the odd duck. Uh-huh. All right. I, I was that kid who got, I got picked on a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, not just because people wanted to pick on people. It's because I was never for a long time comfortable with who I was. Uh-huh. And so it always come off like I was weird, but I was held up in my head uh-huh. wanting to like express myself, but I would mm. keep it within. And so I would be awkward. I was a goofy kid. Yeah. Um, I think, <laughs> I think one thing that, I think one thing that saved me was hip hop music. Nice. Hip hop music for me was like my outlet to just like not let struggles get in the way of being picked on and stuff yeah. like that. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah. um, it's funny. Cause like I, people talk about what's your dream life. So a lot of people say, Oh, I'd love to be a movie star. Someone's like, I'd love to be a rock star. I mean, like, I want to be a rapper. <laughs> That'd be like my dream job. I still would like relish that opportunity. And, and I'm never saying never, but, uh, but I don't know. I just, I just, I just, uh, um, but Bay area was cool because, um, there was so much great hip hop music. Yeah. So I was always into hip hop music and yeah. then from hip hop music, I got into literature. So I used to love okay. reading. So like, that's the gap, the bridge that bridged you to radio and speaking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think hip hop and reading showed me that there's all these voices and all these people who have stories and yeah. I always wanted to be a storyteller, but I didn't realize frankly, until after college, even that I wanted to be into content, to be into radio and speaking and stuff. Like I was ah. trying to, I was trying to, f- I wouldn't say fit in, but I was just trying to do what would be, uh, to survive, to get a job or to be acceptable. By yeah. Like I spent so long trying to fit into things, yeah. but it wasn't really that you thought was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I would say that one, some of the most pivotal books that I ever read, I've actually never said this on a show, but I was talking about this with one of my friends and this is all about perspective An example, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm. Okay. I need to get that. I am not African-American. I have never, <laughs> You're not? I, yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not African-American and I have not dealt with some of the issues that many African-Americans at least and that have gone through from the civil rights to now mm-hmm. have expressed or things that we've seen on the news or yeah. friends that we might know. Okay. So right. I, I, I can't even say I can relate to that. I, yeah. I'm not, I, I'm fortunate or I didn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in that sense, Yeah. but, and when I say fortunate, meaning I was for myself, obviously we all have struggles and things we deal with. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. But, I learned when I read Malcolm X's book, this was right that he wrote this and he showed that you have to find, you have to see all, you have to see all sides before making a call. Mm -hmm. I was like 12 or 13 when I read this book and it was like this profound writer, Alex Haley was the autobiography uh, writer of it uh, with him who Alex Haley did roots I don't know if you've heard of Roots. It's one of the most impactful shows um, um, probably ever made on TV. Um, okay. If you just look it up. But anyways, he's very, very good writing. And that at an early age made me realize that read that book just made me such, it just taught me to look at all scenarios before making a judgment call. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Malcolm X, he would study the opposition so well that he could sell you on the opposition. So take that into sales. If you're selling stuff, if you're slanging anything and you're like, you talk to a customer, you're like, I could sell you your customer's product so well because I said that's how well I know their product. And I can still tell you our product's better. Like that's the type of mentality that I learned from Malcolm X. Ah. And that's why Malcolm X, you could not like, you cannot win him in debates. Or when he would say things outside of even the controversial stuff that he would say, you would still be like, that guy's a bigot, but 
damn, <laughs> he knows his stuff. Yeah. That's, so that's how obsessed I got with reading and like hip hop music. And my personality has always been like, I get into stuff. I get obsessed with it. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know if that makes sense. That's a little about me. Yeah. Right away. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, my whole thing was trying to figure out you know, the bridge that got you to where you decided and you told me, you know, that's what I was looking for. That was the gem was, you know, I I was suppressing my myself for so long, you know, and um, I can relate to that because it's like in, in comedy, it teaches you how to embrace who you are and your uniqueness. And even if your point of view is not common or, you know, it seems weird as fuck or unorthodox, it's using your voice, you're expressing yourself and you're leaning into your true self. And it teaches you to do that more and more as you learn your voice in writing. And I love that, you know, cause I'm the same way. I'm like a social chameleon and it's good and bad. Cause I can go into a room with hood folks and get along. I can go into a room with, you know, wealthy people and be fine. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, comedy has gotten me to really lean into my personality. No matter where I'm at, it's made me a lot better at just mastering myself and, you know, using what I know rather than using something else that fits in, but it's not quite me. Just like you were saying. I'll be telling you about comedy. Uh, comedy is more needed than ever. Yeah. Ever. Right. So we're doing this in 2021, July, 2021. And I would say right now, comedy is absolutely needed. Let's say why. We just had this pandemic. A lot of people were locked in. A lot of people, unfortunately, have dealt with things. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have dealt with, I mean, heck, it affected me too. I felt a feeling of loneliness. I couldn't go see my family as much, you know what I mean? Or or seeing my parents, I had to wear a mask the whole time, you know, like all that stuff, right? Or, and then, um, and then, there's all these people that needed to connect with people, but they weren't allowed to because right. of the rules and uh, and whatnot. And now when I go to comedy clubs, uh, I started to go after um, the last few months when things were allowed to be open. Yeah. Oh my God, man. I felt like I'm in Disneyland as a kid. I'm yeah. Like, oh my God. Or, or great or great America. Remember great America? Uh, hell yeah. It's like, remember Dude. like you go there as a kid for the first time. <laughs> That's how I felt when I go to a comedy club. Right. I was like, Oh my God, it's the greatest experience ever. Yeah. I, I don't even care who, I don't care what crappy food they serve. I don't care what comedian. <laughs> I don't care what jokes. I just happy to be here. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I, it's serious, man. That's yeah. how, and I feel like comedy, you want to talk about a positive gratitude thing right now 2021 and above comedy is going to be it's going to be re it's, it's always been popular but i feel yeah. like you can see a surge oh hell because yeah. of this suppressed experience so this right. is talk, talk about gratitude again or perspective yeah. you could be like oh well the last year year and a half i wasn't hustling as much yeah but right now because you were patient there's you if you if you press yourself out there you can get you can get a lot of opportunities right now and right. you'll have more engaged fans because they want to see comedy. yeah does that make sense hell yeah it does Do you feel I, that way right oh 300 percent, man it's just people and then there's that there's the fact that we've been deprived of interaction and comedy is the best form of interaction where it's like you're getting that you know what feels like a conversation and you can relate to this person. You're up close with them. You're in the same room. It feels the comedy clubs are set up to be intimate. Yeah. So you're getting that feeling that you've always missed. And laughing is just the best thing that humans love doing, you know, next to fucking. But pretty much it's, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. right up there. Yeah, yeah. And to be able to do that um, is incredible. And then um, on top of that, it's like we also have like PC culture is, is reaching uh, it's they're getting a little too high up on yeah, the ladder, yeah, you know, and yeah. so we're able to hold the line and say, "Hey, this is self-expression, bitch!" Like we're all <laughs> fucked up. Have you had up. this happen? Because you just said that with some with some fury. Oh yeah, Tell dude. Me an experience. Um, yeah, I, I get that randomly. Like I had a joke where um, I had a joke where I was like, "Oh, I've been dating," uh, and I'm like, "I'm dating a polyamorous girl." And like, if you don't know what that is, it's basically in, when you're in a relationship with somebody but you're cool with having multiple STDs. And so, you know, it got a, 
you know, got a good amount of likes and views, ha ha ha's in the comments. And then there was one chick that was like, this is wrong in so many ways. And you're offending. I'm just like, I have like polyamorous friends. Like I'm from the Bay. Like I have mostly, you know, family people who are in committed marriages and, you know, relationships and they're monogamous, you know, but I also have friends that live like that. So it's like, I'm not fucking, I'm not against that in any way. I'm not trying to piss them off. Like, it's just stupid. And I get that sometimes with content. They're like, oh, you can't, you can't do this or that you shouldn't say that or just, you know, silly shit like that. And I get it. There is some good sides to it. You know, hey, d fucking, I don't want white people saying the N word, you know, like that's, I don't want yeah. that shit happen. I don't want, you know, th there's, there's uh, radicals and then there's logic, you know, and it's like there's only so much to where you should be getting offended. And I was talking about this um, the other day. And I think my thing is, again, it's the radicals that are fucking it up, you know, because in my eyes, I see it as people that are constantly offended and they're trying to cancel people constantly. I think that's their whole identity is they, they have nothing going on for themselves. So they want to troll other people or they're bored as fuck. Going back to our main topic. They don't have enough gratitude. In them. Yeah. They're, they're not, not happy grateful. themselves. Like, they yeah. don't appreciate the fact that, okay, this is the land of the free and you're using your freedom of expression. See it as that. Right. Versus, Oh, this offends me. I'll tell you one other reason why I like comedy is, um, People, uh, the I mean, the people who have that gratitude mindset should be grateful to just have entertainment. Right. Comedy's entertainment. Yeah. Like every comedian I have met or watched, you meet them off stage, even you, you're not like that. It's just your yeah. act. Yeah. Or if it is your joke, you dealt with that. So how are right. they, whether it's a, whoever they are, how, how dare they call you out on that? Yeah. I don't know, man. I know. Yeah. It's, it's I, entertainment, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, have you seen Gladiator? Hell yeah. It's like that. Are you not entertained? Yeah. It's like, what else do you want? Right. You know, insert some, you know, derogatory <laughs> word. Are you not entertained? Beep. Like, yeah. come on. And yeah. so, but that's what I like about comedy is that for every naysayer like that there's like for every 10 people i feel like one of them is like that unfortunately and there's nine or more that are like we like what he or she's doing you know yeah um so keep at it man don't let that get to you yeah that thanks, sucks man. man that sucks that you have to do that you're putting your time and your work yeah into it and so and i feel comedy can help cure this cancel culture right people you know what i would do i would love to put in a room a bunch of people who are so prophetic on cancel culture, put them in a room and have them watch a bunch of comedy and then be like, Oh, this is just fun. Yeah. That's what hell we, need. Yeah. we need. Yeah, man. Cause I can, you know, I can sit in a room with, you know, left and right of politics yeah, yeah. and we can all laugh at titty jokes. We can all laugh at sex. Like, come on, man. Like, and some of it, you know, some of it is authentic and some of it is real stories and real points of views. And then some of it is just because the laugh, you know, Joe Rogan talked about this in one of his specials. He's like, if I say something, he's like, don't fucking take me serious. He's like, if there's, if I say something and it's true and it's funny, I'm going to say it. But if I say something and it's not true, but it's funny. I'm going to still say it because it's funny. He's like, this is not the truth. It may or may not be. And you don't fucking know. And you don't get yeah, to know. I'm That's our right. You know? Yeah. And you don't get to take. You don't. Yeah. You just don't get that. Dude, you know? that, man. And it's great because then sometimes people would be like, did you really mean it? I'm like, no. Sometimes, yeah, fuck yeah, I meant that shit. <laughs> And I love that, you know, because yeah, they so don't funny. know, you know, yeah, that's so funny. man. But yeah, because, you know, you got to just have fun with it and treat it as an art. You know, yeah. most of these motherfuckers, even on like rap tracks nowadays, they're not doing all that. I would oh, just move 86 bricks. No, you didn't, bitch. Like you just had a cappuccino in your mansion. Dude, hip hop's changed too, man. I know. Oh, Remember man. like 90s? They used to have like real identities and like real uniqueness. And, and you know what? I, um, this is what I would love to talk about next yeah. is innovators man you know because that's that's exactly what that is now is a lack of innovation and there is some people out there who are there there's a, they're always going to be there but i feel like we're being uh innovators are, are there's less because of all the trends that people are constantly doing and i i think they're great i like the trends but 
um, as far as like uniqueness, like, you know, Eminem had his own unique style in music videos and his writing and his rap voice and the way he spit bars. And then Big Pun had one. And then, you know, Jay Z and then Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like, those were like innovators. They, they thought of different shit, you know, and I, I know innovators and I'm like, please, you know, I hope we continue to get more of them, you know? I think so. If you're asking me why there's a lack of innovators, you're saying this while I'm looking at Childish Gambino, who's like a goat of an innovator. Right. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I got a Childish poster in my studio, so it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty facing. sick. I keep looking at him. Like, I feel Thanks, like he's huh? looking at me saying, you got this. Yeah. Got this. Like, yeah, after yeah. the space shows, it's like, you yeah. got this. <laughs> because I'm Indian, he's not saying a certain word. He's like, you got this, bro. You got mm-hmm. this, bro. Got Hell this, yeah. My, my brown skin brother, you got this. Like, yeah. I can totally see him saying that. To yeah, me. he's like sharing his soul with you. I know. <laughs> um, I think the reason is, and this isn't a, uh, and this is across all ages, I feel we have reached this plethora of trying to keep up with others. And I think it's right. because of social media. Yeah. I think social media is a great thing in yeah. the sense that you can put some comedy or you said that you get comments from podcaster fans. Yeah. Um, so that's, what's great about social media. You can reach everyone, right. but it's also a downfall because everyone is always saying, Oh, I don't look like Frankie. Right. I don't have the body he has, mm-hmm. or I don't have the jokes he has. Mm-hmm. So what can I do that Frankie's doing mm-hmm. versus now I got to be my own person. Right. And, and stick I, to your own strengths. So yeah. Like before social media, you saw more of that. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're seeing that. And because you're spending more time. I mean, I've done this in my life. I could you spend an hour scrolling on social media. Yeah. You spent that hour writing new material. Right. Right. You spent that hour reading a book like the autobiography of Malcolm X. I promise <laughs> you will open up your lit- your creative mind. You're going to be right. like, oh, my God, this guy who was having everyone wanting to assassinate him took the time to write this book for generations to come, regardless of what your ethnicity is or cause. But no, he decided to watch stupid <laughs> vlogging YouTube crap. I yeah. mean, nothing against vloggers. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying like the yeah. ones that are going to help you with your craft. That's what right. I mean. Or you could have listened to that podcast, but instead, no, you were watching the useless TikTok stuff. Yeah. And that stuff messes with your head. It's like a dopamine right. effect. Oh yeah. I was just, I just had one of those epiphanies today. I was having lunch with my girlfriend earlier and I was like, we got in the car and I was like, baby, you know, I just realized I've been uh, checking my followers like more than I have in a long time. And I was like, I've been spending, I was like, the reason I haven't been texting people back and responding to bookings on time or like, I I don't really miss those, but you know what I'm saying? Like getting back to family or whatever it is, like real obligations that are sent via text message or DM or email. I, I miss out on those because I'm, I'm not fucking, I'm looking at the, you know, my, my followers or my likes and shit, because I mean, it's great. Cause I, I've recently started like doubling down on the sketches and I've been getting hella new followers. So that's cool. But I've been checking it way more frequently. And then today I was like, yo, I subconsciously have been doing that. I didn't even notice. And that's what they're so good at the algorithm is so good at finding exactly what your personality is and exactly what your deepest interests are and then they just attack you all day and then it's you versus a robot that's been programmed to be perfect and we're not perfect we're human and so today i was like okay bitch i was like yeah i was like i literally picked up the phone and put it next to my mouth and i was like yeah bitch you're not getting me i was like i'm gonna slow down on this shit i'm only gonna you know do the sketches and blah 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 i'm about to respond to everybody right now to all the people that drop comments and all the people that DM me. And I'm just like, fuck you. You know, because they're slowly, I was like, oh, you were beating me today. Okay, bitch. You know, we got to like fight back. But um, but yeah, that's that's like the whole point. I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing, in, and I agree with you in some ways, there's a, I wouldn't say lack of, but different kind of innovation that doesn't match the caliber that, you know, you or I or some others might have seen as our inspirations. Yeah. It's sad. It's really sad. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing is, um, I was going to say is like, I want to be able to communicate clearly to as many people while I'm alive, like find what you're good at, you know, lean into your personality, find your, your best way of learning. Yeah. Are you an auditory learner? Are you a hands-on learner? Do you be- learn best through YouTube videos or hands-on or 
kinesthetic learner like what the fuck what what's the best way you learn yeah learn that way you know um what are your best strengths you know find a market or a business or a skill or a career that you can use your best talent and your best abilities and interests and passions use those and then get in that market and just double down and just crush that shit like how can you know what i mean like how can we tap into that with each person because like i was talking about this too recently with like the education system because we have um you know we only have so much stuff with that the government allows us to consume for for school you know in elementary school middle school high school it's all what's determined by the professor by the, the government yeah by the teachers and they're fed that material by the government for public schools at least because they only have funding for this and okay. so if they're giving you the money they say you can only teach these kids this but if we have so much tech technological advances why can't we have better at least equipment in the school okay. get out of those uncomfortable ass chairs get the boys in something where they can like push shit and throw shit and like use their strength that their real instincts are you know and have like if the girls want to do it this way and they want to have these like meet up with four of their besties and then they do the project that way or you know di using different strategies rather than the same thing that has been causing school shootings and and bullying and um you know just a lot of these bad things like how can we change this and make it better you know and how can we teach kids to tap into their strengths and talents and you know not listen to what's classically conditioned with like um let's say traditional filipino culture or traditional you know you got to be a doctor you got to be a nurse you got to be you know yeah. how can we learn to have teach these kids to have these conversations with their parents and say hey let's figure it out together you know where we can be happy you know there's just there's so many things that I, can be done i'm not i'm not an expert i have no street cred as an education person but it just is a uh, an observation um, as someone who's gone through school, I think the school system is going to be in many parts of this country radically changed. Yeah. Like I think you're going to see more homeschooling mm -hmm. or online schooling. I mean, now yeah. with YouTube and with these learning platforms, you can learn every, you can learn a lot of subjects. Hell yeah. And so quickly too. Yeah. So, and with the access to things like, iPads or uh, or how easy it is to like, you know, with Zoom now, you can have virtual teachers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know where the future school is going, but I think there's going to be these hybrid models or there'll be opportunities. Like if I had kids right if I had kids right now, I would I would strongly consider, oh, do I have to take them to a public school or can I do a hybrid model where right. some of it's at home or some of it's online? Hell yeah. Because there's so much information out there, like you said, mm -hmm. and it's not just this one voice. One of my mentors told me this, that like the college system's changing now. Cause back in the day, if you wanted the best knowledge for, and this is for certain things, I'm not talking about like medical or lawyer or certain like vocations where like, maybe you need that extended hands-on teaching because it's so rudimentary. I'm talking about like liberal arts and other subjects or mm -hmm. computer science for sure. What I'm about to say where it was just like, this is the, all the information comes from this one school or this one professor or right. kind of like the news networks yeah and i was like that 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 doesn't no you can get stuff from the internet now yeah there's, there's all you can get access to the same experts now right you can hear from podcast interviews or from you know ebooks and stuff and not just this one source which is the school the ivory tower so i think even the college system is going to change too yeah i agree yeah, I think there's going to be a lot less people enrolling in major universities and things like that because they will tap into these resources yeah. and learn that information for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not to say that education is not great because it is, um, but, you know, I agree. Definitely. No. I, I went to I went to De Anza for a De quarter. Anza, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a community college there. I remember that. Nice. Yeah, I, I took a course there. I remember that. Same. I took one. I I went there with one of my best friends from childhood, and he's the best bullshitter. I wish bullshitting was a career because he's so good at it. He's a hilarious. What are you about? There's lawyers. What are you about? 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot of bullshitters that yeah. uh, there's a lot and uh, car salesmen. Um, anyway, but Kevin, uh, he's one of my best friends. He's an amazing guy. He just he, he likes to just kick it though. Like some people just like to just be lazy. They just like to chill a lot and watch TV and just kick it, you know. And that's what makes them happy. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Dude, but amen. You know? We have to stop judging other people. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about lack of innovation? Going back to that other question, uh -huh. I think it's because, unfortunately, sometimes people are judging you. Oh, you're doing that? Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Instead, like you said, you like to kick it? Cool. We'll figure it out. You yeah. don't want to be a millionaire? Cool. You just want to make enough to make ends meet? Cool. Yeah. You don't want to live in a mansion? You just want to live in like a... like kind of comfortable lifestyle that's cool or yeah. you want to be big while we all are maybe not thinking like that cool you do you right gotta embrace that feeling you do you that's the american dream yeah hell yeah and man I, and i feel like we we dilute that when we judge people we try to compare ourselves and all these traits just so we're on the same page i've been guilty of this yeah so i'm not like telling people oh, oh ashes is all my no i'm just waking up what I call real wokeness right. where I'm like, I'm my biggest sabotager. I've let other people affect me. I need to make that change and be in control of my destiny. Right. That's the same message that I feel you're giving to people with this show and what you're about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Cause like I, I'm definitely an example of somebody who has like, um, you know, I, I'm always as a comic, you're vulnerable, you're transparent. Yeah. I'm like, you know, maybe like 60 K a year, maybe. And I'm happiest. Like I feel rich Good because, you. you know, yeah, because I just have like such crazy relationships and my workload versus, you know, meditating and training and working when I want to and expressing myself. All of those things are at such a high level that, I feel like rich in spirit and, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like, Oh, how am I going to pay this bill? You know, I'm not like that at all. Good. Um, you know, I don't have like a, you know, a big savings account, I have a little something, but I'm an example of how happy you can be with just some money, just, a, just some, you know? And there's, like you said, other people have aspirations to be a billionaire or a multimillion. If that's what makes them happy, you know, it's like how, how much do you want to be stressed out or learn about your industry or investing or whatever? If that interests you, then great. You know, it's like you said, the, the point here is, yeah, is don't judge motherfuckers so much when it's like, Hey, we're all, I love how I, I'll say a statement and then you'll give like the, the parental advisory version. You'll have the same <laughs> version. I'm like, I'm like, you should judge yourself. You're like, yeah, that's right. Just don't <laughs> <beep> yourself. <laughs> I love it, man. You're, yeah. like my, you're like my explicit translator. I love yeah this. hell oh, yeah but no but uh <laughs> it's it's just, it's just yeah education don't, don't be know. a bitch <laughs> <laughs> i i um i'll tell you one positive thing that i could say has come out of the pandemic is you don't have to always meet people like i can facetime you i can right. zoom yeah places are cleaner yeah oh my god like yeah people are less disgusting yes a lot less real. disgusting a lot of that oh it's... my i just saw some bitch spit in public in the mall yesterday Ooh. she was wearing a dress leaning up against the pole and she just went and i was like oh. we just went through a year and a half of that and then you spit in public i'm like the filth of humanity well, man at least you got some comedy material yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was beautiful for comedy. Tragedy plus time equals funny later. But yeah, man, that I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of um, you know, the remote thing. I just talked about that earlier too. I'm like, it's amazing that we could do remote. Like, I have a, a client that I just did a uh, an assessment with. You know, as a personal trainer, when you're you gotta talk to them and say, Hey, what are your goals? What are your physical restrictions? Um, and then you go through a physical assessment where you have them do a push up and a balance test and a lunge and blah, blah, blah. And then we did that over zoom. So I was able to go to the gym, start working out, take, uh, take 15 minutes to talk to my client over zoom. And then I did the physical assessment and then I was like, all right, man, I'll see you on this date. We scheduled our session, went back in the gym and nice. kept working out as opposed to having to come home or meet him, you know, 
know, he was in the Bay Area. So I wouldn't even have been able to train him. Yeah. If that was, you know, if, if we didn't go through this. Yeah. And then being able to, like, I got um, a meeting on Tuesday with uh, Morgan J, uh, Neil Nanda, and Anthony Jared Guzman, three amazing comics wow. that have all done really great things. I'm working on a comedy album and I'm going to meet with them on Tuesday. And even if nobody's available to me, we can do it over Zoom. Yeah. You know, have two people there in person and then have one fucking robot laptop in the room, you know, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. for the fuck of it. I've seen it. that done. Love it. And it's great. You That's know, so sick, dude. Yeah. It's I'm really cool. You, yeah. And then, like you said, our, our gratitude is all up because it's so sweet now. Yeah. We've been deprived for so it's like you haven't seen your girlfriend for two weeks and you finally fuck and you're like, ah, oh, it's even better. That's how it is with, you know, <laughs> post pandemic right now. Love it. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, so what, um, okay, so basically hip hop was like the stepping stone of, of inspiration to get into the still radio is. stuff. Still is. Hell yeah. Yeah. And like then I, what about. I still think I'm a rapper in my head. <laughs> nice. I, I'm still like, maneuvering and I'm You identify as a rapper. <laughs> my hip hop friends, I've, uh, shout out to Nomadic. He's my uh, co-host on my new podcast. Nice. Um, which you're going to be on the 20th. The one I was telling you about. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, he's a rapper and I try to tell him and he just laughs at me. <laughs> Like, what do you? Because I don't give the impression to some that I'm a rapper, Mike. Yeah. But then I'll tell you my knowledge. You'd be like, oh. You would sound like an educational rapper. Yeah. Is it like a yeah. picture? Yeah. <laughs> See, people think that. I'm like, yeah. no, man. It's got, all about perspective. Got to get it going. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like an '80s rapper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can picture that. Fuck it, do it. Yeah, I am. I am. I. This actually. Um, <laughs> I'm actually at a turning point in my life where uh, I'm going to be. I. It's ironic. I met you. Because I want to interview more comedians because I yeah. love comedy. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a, a, I made the realization that I want to eventually do stand up comedy myself. Nice. So I'm slowly now thinking in my head how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm probably going to start off as a crowd opener because I love getting crowds excited. Yeah. So one reason I love radio. You already have experience too. I have experience doing that. Thank you. And so I, that's what I'm going to do now. So, um, but, but yeah, I'm going to come out of nowhere. People are going to be like, who's yeah. this goofy looking Indian kid? Like, hey, <laughs> I'm your, trust me, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, I think the reason why I love radio and love podcasting, I love is because um, I noticed you have a book here. Mm -hmm. Flow. Yeah. Okay. I just got that. It's a great book. Um, yeah. so I'm a big believer in what I call that flow state and right. flow state is just so everyone is on the same page. Flow state is like runners high or you're writing and you don't even realize time has passed or you're just enjoying whatever it is you're doing or you're meditating, you don't realize, or you're cooking and you're like doing some activity where it's just so second nature to you. And you don't even realize you're just in it. Yeah. Like you don't like your confidence, your presence, everything. Like yeah. most, So for me, you know, I love what you said about find your talent. Like for some people it's, you know, on air for some people it's behind the scenes writing. So, you know, some people's doing TikTok skits, like whatever it is. It's yeah. like, for me, it's, uh, doing these types of communication things. And so I I'm always trying to find ways to take that flow talent that I have or that flow excitement that I have. And so that's why I do in the, the comedy specifically the, the, oh, the, the crowd hosting hosting type of side is what I want to do to start with is because that's just an extension of what I like to do. It's my yeah. flow thing. So I always tell people experiment, experiment, experiment. And then when you find the things that you like, find ways to do that. Right. You know what Hell I mean? Hell yeah, man. So you got, you know, that's one of your goals as well as yeah. to be able to motivate people to find, just find it. Cause it, it's, it's really tough. We both know yeah. to go from a traditional lifestyle yeah. and, and going into, you know, exiting the world of, I fucking hate where I'm at. You know, I, I'm living this life and it's, it leads up to, it's fulfilling society's expectations and maybe some of my relatives, but I don't feel happy. Yeah. What makes me happy? It's really hard to get out of that and that safety and security, but it's not, it, it's security, but it's not happiness. Yeah. You know, like I had a job at the County and they were like, you know, if you stay here for 15 years, you can retire, you know, after just 15 years and get a pension for the rest of your, and 
know, like that's incredible. But I look at the people around me and like when the job first started, it was great. And then, you know, as time goes by, I'm like seeing all these people just deteriorating and their, their personality is just, they look lost and zombie like, and just miserable. What kind of job was this? Uh, it was Parks and Rec. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was kind of like the show, but anyway, um, but I just saw like, like my, my, my boss was literally like going insane. Like, I don't know what he was going through, like baby mama drama and just life stuff. And it was, it was, he was passionate about his job in the beginning and he was such a smart guy. Like he was like, Oh, the policy says in this section of this and blah, blah, blah. He knew all of these things memorized and he was just such an intelligent dude. But he was just like unhealthy and giving up on everything. He's just, you know, drinking ices all the time and oh, fucking wow. Twinkie ice cream. And he even had bacon for one meal and he's yeah. like skinny fat, like somebody who's yeah. like skinny, but just obese on the inside, yeah, yeah. hella health problems. And his brother would come in and lecture him and like cuss him out. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like what is happening? And he was just going, he was just spiraling down. And I was like, wow, is this the job that did this to him? You know, and all combined with the other things. And I knew this other guy who was like this Puerto Rican dude who was hilarious. Like I was like, this guy could be an actor easily he would come in and fucking do these full-on act outs and start dancing around and just hey what the fuck's going be like what's going on george is here just like this full-on characters making everybody die laughing and i'd be like what's up man i was like i'm a comic i'm an act i was like do some sketches with me he's like i can't do that man because i'll get in trouble and then the you and then the you know they're gonna come in and they're gonna say hey where's george <laughs> and he would go into this whole thing I'm like bro that's the shit i'm like you can be on a sketch with me and do that shit and he's just like looking down all like lost and sad like no i can't i can't and i'm just like fuck i need to get the fuck out of here Wow. And when I left, they're like, you can, you know, you can always come back here, right? Like, you can, this is a great job. And I'm just like, look at your face, bro. Like, you look terrible. Like, I don't want to be you. Yeah. And, you know, there were some really cool people there. And I'm not disrespecting them by I any means. It. But, you know, it was just, I saw the toxic environment and what it did to people. And I was like, no, I'm, I was like, I'm not coming back here. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. when I'm going to Oakland from South, I'm like, I'm going there and I'm never coming back. I only go forward and I never go backwards. And I'm going to try my best not to. But anyway, the whole, the whole point is like, I could have been making a lot of money, you know, like, cause I could have had a pension coming in and then doing whatever I'm doing now. But is that worth it? Fuck no. Yeah. Gotta go all in. Yeah, man. That's what I respect about you. Good for you, man. Thanks, man. But, um, (sighs) we're getting close. It's been a lot, man. It's been, uh, we went over a lot of shit. We will, uh, we'll stay on for a few more minutes, but, um, Okay, so what what about the what made you decide, hey, I want to get into radio, like the start of your career? Um like the action part of it where you're yeah, like, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, take yeah. the step. Yeah, so and 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 uh I And feel what like, were you working at the time? Were you working a job at the yeah, time? Yeah, no. So I've always been an entrepreneur. Post college, uh I always like to create businesses and nice. stuff. I started off uh creating this uh, I'm Indian. I'm American born, but my Indian roots, but I got yeah. really into Indian entertainment stuff. So I had this Indian film distribution company, like at nice. the time it was digital films and stuff. And then I, uh, I got into writing books. Um, I always wanted to just, uh, my whole life motto has been this. I like to find interesting people and profile them. Nice. So it was like, all right, my business was like promoting other filmmakers. Okay. Then I was, I had my books. They were called confession from an entrepreneur where I found interesting entrepreneurs and I had them confess what it takes to succeed. And then I was like, wait, I, I like to talk. And so I just auditioned for radio stations. And then this one station I was at, I was being interviewed at, uh, talk about a book, I believe, or another entrepreneur venture I was doing. They said, Hey, we have an opening. Can you do this? And I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Like I love being on the mic. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the radio show came on. And then from the radio show, now I'm I have a, I have a, I have a online show, um, called the Ash Coomer show. And then I do a, and I'm now launching this new podcast with Nomadic, who I mentioned, and another woman named Allison and it's called, and which you'll be on. And it's called, uh, it's a play on words, our official intelligence. Mm. 
Nice. Yeah. So it's about, uh, so we're going to talk with comedians and other interesting people on where do we see the future going? Yeah. What's the future of if the aliens came, what would happen? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And instead of just making it all like documentary educational, it's like, no, we're going to ask comedians. Yeah. We're going to ask like psychics. Okay. Like we're going to ask, we're going to mix yeah. match interesting guests. Nice. Just, just have fun. Hell yeah, and man. So Love it. I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I'm about right now. Yeah. That's so dope, yeah. man. By the time this episode comes out, our episodes should be out our first few. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That sounds cool, man. It's, it's such a dope time to be alive to Amen. create what you want and express yourself and yeah. not have boundaries of, you know, um, there's still so many gatekeepers, but we are slowly, they're slowly disappearing, you know, and the doors are opening yeah. for all of us, yeah, you yeah. know, no it's doubt. so dope. Yeah. Like the, uh, the winery show that I have shouts out to Akash, you know, yeah, yeah. young 31 year old Indian dude. And nice. we're cool as fuck. Like we are business partners, but it's uh, the dynamic is I can tell a dick joke and we can talk about numbers, you know, nice. and, and what, you know, what's the next, uh, project looking like, nice. you know, and be professional and also fuck around. And it's, it's great, man. Cool, man. So it's just really cool to have, you know, people like you around and Thank you. just so many amazing people. Um, you know, and learning all the time, you know, like yeah. you said, just constantly learning and, you know, you have, so you have how many mentors do you have? Dude, mentors are key, man. Yeah. Uh, so I've had, I have spiritual mentors. Uh -huh. I have health mentors, like just to give you, this is a humble brag, but almost a year and a half ago, I was 45 to 50 pounds heavier. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And my health mentor, um, He's actually a life mentor. He's taught me so much. He's still, uh, he's, in, he's a big part of my life, but he, uh, he showed me that, okay, so this is the thing about mentors. The wrong way I feel about mentors is you want to emulate someone. That's not what it is. The right way is you have your path mm -hmm. and you learn from these people, but you apply it on your purpose, yeah. but you don't make your purpose their purpose. You're right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as long as you do that, you can have many mentors. So I believe in informal mentors too. So informal mentor could be informal mentor could be someone you never meet. You meet them once or twice in your life, but they give you these 20 minutes of wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's great advice. You're like, all right, you're an informal mentor. Yeah. Regular mentor is, you know, like whether it's a spiritual teacher or, or a family, you know, like for me, it's my parents or, yeah. um, and it sounds like you have great parents too. So it's like, we all have these mentors in our lives and it's very important to lean on them and they also humble you because they right. know the real you yeah they don't know the they don't know that they don't care what the entertainment act <laughs> or, or mark you know oh you're a comedy so whatever man yeah. i knew you when you were like working at that retail store and yeah. you were like i knew when you couldn't even get a girl oh yeah yeah, yeah you think you're hot stuff like i like those real. relationships yeah 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 because you know i feel like you know a lot of us we don't even necessarily want to be spoken to that way all the time you know like when I talk to successful friends or people or when I meet them for the first time, I'm always just like, hey, we're on the same level as we speak, you know, um, instead of like, oh, hey, uh, like oh, I'm a big fan. And then, uh, you know, like kind of weird them out. You know, I try not to do that. Just sort of even if it's somebody that I like and I really look up to, I try to just approach it as, hey, we're both humans. Like I always give like the recognition and you know hey i love your shit but i try to just keep it as like yo you know i love your stuff even though i could say five minutes of shit of like yo you're so great and blah 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 unless i find out that there's somebody who likes to praise like that then i'll be like all right bitch i'm about to give you hella compliments um or sometimes just to fuck around people that hate praise i'll be like yeah i'm gonna make you uncomfortable you know i love the fuck out of you you know you inspired me when i did this and that you know just to fuck yeah, around yeah, yeah. but um all right god damn it we're out of time man but yo thank you so much for sliding through here appreciate you um you know we'll be on another pod together soon yeah. make sure you guys check out ash he's yeah. an amazing guy real down to earth had a lot of great accomplishments but just another great dude you know it's not like Hey, I wear this shit on my shoulder, bitch. These nuts are swinging. It's like, no, I'm just another dude. Yeah. I'm always learning. And, you know, I keep my Avengers around, you know? Well said. But anyway, man, uh, the socials. Drop your Ash socials. Kumra. So just find me on Instagram, A-S-H-K-M-R-A. Also, I know it might sound nerdy to some, but I love- K-U-R-M-A. K-U-R-M-A. K 
K-U-M-R-A. Yeah. A-S-H-K-U-M-R-A. Um, my main two socials right now are on Instagram and LinkedIn. There's a Perfect. lot. Yeah. So just look me up on either and I'd love to hit connect with you. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for signing through. Much love, man. Thanks, man.